0: Hi everyone, I'm Sarah Gleason, and this is Unmuted by Mosaic. Welcome to Unmuted, a podcast by Mosaic.
1: In this week's episode, we're talking about experiences of those with Middle Eastern backgrounds in our community.
2: And we're sharing about the Middle Eastern Association here on campus.
0: That was the amazing board of the Middle Eastern Association talking and they introduced this episode perfectly. Today, we're talking about the Middle Eastern Association here on campus, and we have Fahad Hakim and Sage Tabor to help us do that. In this episode, Fahad describes what it's like to be Middle Eastern on this campus, and Sage describes how she plans to maintain her connection to her Middle Eastern identity. As you listen, you'll find that both Fahad and Sage are committed to seeking out connection with their culture on a daily basis. And the things they've discovered and communities they've created because of that are really, really beautiful. Also, stick around for a fun new segment called Beyond Unmuted at the halfway mark where Michaela and Sage talk about Persian music. Before we get into this episode, I want to make a quick clarification. Today we're talking about the experiences of those with Middle Eastern backgrounds in the U.S. and here on campus, We're not looking to delve into topics of geopolitics or religious controversies, although those are such important conversations. Instead, we simply want to use this platform to learn about diverse experiences and uplift your voices. Okay, well, let's jump in to just kind of who you guys are if you each want to introduce yourself, talk a bit about like your role at Point Loma, what it's like being here.
2: Yeah, um, my name is Sage Tabor. I'm a third year but like senior here at Point Loma. I'm graduating here early um, and I'm an international studies major with a concentration in the Middle East. So lots of research and writing on all things Middle East, um, which is why I'm really excited to be here. Um, and beyond that, I, I was more involved in like Team Barnabas and Unite and clubs uh, last year, but this being my senior year of kind of just focusing more on the future. Um, and as far as postgrad goes, right now I'm uh, waiting to hear back from Fulbright. I found that I'm a semi-finalist. So if that works out, I'll be teaching and living in Cyprus next year. Um, and if not, I'll be in San Diego. Yeah.
1: Nice. Hi, guys. I'm Fahad Hakim. I'm a senior biochemistry major. I'm the president of the Malaysian Association on campus. I've been the president for two years, founded the club two and a half years ago took a long time to get the club going um I like I said I'm a biochemistry major I've done research here at school I'm a pre-med uh, I'm taking my MCAT in April so wish me luck wow <laughs> Ooh, that's crazy hopefully that goes well and that's where I'm at I'm
0: yeah a lot of transitions but a lot of exciting things exactly mm-hmm. so that's yeah. fun to hear I'm so excited to have both of you here yeah. Sage is a guest and she's also our script writer for the podcast. So that's exciting. And Fahad, we don't know each other very well, but Mm -hmm. I'm so excited that you're on the podcast. And I know that it'll be like a good experience for you to be able to talk about MEA, because I know not, it is a newer club and Mm -hmm. not a lot of people know about it yet.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm so Mm -hmm. glad we're doing this. Thank you so much.
0: But let's just dive right in. Um, Either of you can start, but what has your journey been to where you are today? And how does it involve the Middle East?
1: Ooh, you go for it, Fahad. Okay. <laughs> well, um, so I was originally born in Iraq. Both of my parents are from Iraq, from Baghdad. Uh, born there in 2000, which was, and everything started getting crazy. Um, my grandpa was, uh, sold car parts. I don't know what the proper term for that occupation is, but that he was kind of like an engineer, I guess you can say. And my dad used to sell neon like part like the neon signs that you see everywhere that was a pretty lucrative mm-hmm. job back in Iraq, I guess. Um, and when everything was going on, we pretty much left um, 2002, uh, moved to Jordan because uh, my both of my grandpa and my dad were being threatened to get kidnapped, I guess you can say. and after that was going on, we moved to Jordan. We're here uh, we moved here in San Diego in 2009. Um, that's how I am originally from, that's my story to the Middle East. Um, here at Point Loma, I came here, I've been a commuter here since all four years and I've had a different experience than a lot of people that are at Point Loma because I would do my thing, go to classes, do the extracurriculars and just go home. I think that's a different experience than people that lived on campus and had that interaction every day throughout the weekends. and. Uh, even some people that would stay out through the summer and things like that so that's how my experience kind of differs on a lot of people but when it came to my sophomore year and seeing mosaic and being involved in that that really was such a eye-opening experience for me because walking into the lounge uh, my sophomore year and seeing not um, a place where it is for minorities and seeing the middle east not being represented Um, In a way, I thought that I want to change that, and I would love to change that. And that's when Sam Kwopong, if you are hearing this, I love you, Sam. Me too. (laughs) And he's amazing, and he overheard us, and he was like, you should start it. And that's when that happened. And um, COVID happened, so it took a long time to charter the the club. So that's why it's only been here for two years, but it's been in talks for almost three. Um, But, yeah, so that's where I'm at with
0: club. Awesome. Thank yeah. you for sharing. That's
2: so great. I've never heard like your full story. So it's yeah. really cool. I'd love to hear more sometime. Um, my story is a little different. Born and raised in California. I'm actually only like a quarter Middle Eastern or whatever. Um, my grandfather's from Iran and fled the Iranian revolution in 1979 and such. Um, my mom was born here and she grew up back and forth between, uh, California and Iran until the revolution. um, but, really, my like Iranian extended family is the only extended family I know, and like I grew up with them uh, being around more than my like American relatives. So it's always been like an interesting cultural tie where I was very much like the whitest girl in the room, but like really like loved the food and culture and it is my dream to learn Farsi someday. Um, yeah, and so that upbringing really informed my world perspective because. Kind of similar to what you were saying, like, I would just go to school and stuff as a kid and then come home and, like, my grandfather and his wife, who was full-blooded, very Iranian, didn't speak English, um, mm-hmm. was his, like, second wife, um, they would stay with us for, like, weeks and weeks at a time. And so it was always such a weird thing, like, going yeah. to school and being so normal and then coming home and seeing my, like, my, my grandmother doing her, like, Islamic prayers in the living room and I was like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> like, it was very confusing as a kid and... Um, and I feel like I hit a point in my life where I was like, I could either try to like let this side of my life go and not really think about it, or I could really lean in. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, I got really interested in, in politics and world events and things. And I was like, wow, this is a side of the world that like really has my heart. Um, even though, again, I, I don't speak the language, and I've never been to Iran, obviously. Like, mm-hmm. I think because I only had a, a taste of it growing up, it like just fascinated me and made me really want to lean in more and more. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I decided to ultimately go down like the poli sci international studies route focus on the Middle East um and I'd love to do like grad school someday and like Middle Eastern yeah. studies and stuff um and as far as gosh how did I get here my sister went to Point Loma so I went to Point Loma basically but I love it here um and love what I'm studying and love being involved in all the ways that I am
1: yeah
0: awesome yeah thank you guys for sharing I know sometimes it can be hard to about like family history and Mm -hmm. all those things um yeah fahad you mentioned a little bit about mosaic and so did you sage Mm -hmm. would you guys mind sharing a little about what your identity has meant on this campus specifically and kind of when and where maybe you feel like you haven't fit in
1: Mm -hmm. um when it comes to the school obviously being a middle eastern student you are pretty much the minority of the minorities because you have I probably have seen around like seven people that are that um, outwardly identify as Middle Eastern Um, you can see people and sometimes you can't tell they don't have the quote unquote Middle Eastern like features so you could never guess especially with masks these days Um, unless someone would tell me I'm not sure and I don't see a lot of those students on campus Um, nevertheless I'm not saying that I only connect to Middle Eastern people on campus but Coming on campus, seeing that, talking about, saying that I'm Middle Eastern, doing things like New student Orientation, things like that, I do get the question of the first thing that pops up in their heads is, are you Muslim? Mm. And I feel like that's, people don't dis- like associate when it comes to the Middle East um, origin with religion. And that's something that I kind of wanted to talk about a lot in the club and with Mosaic and kind of make sure people understand the history of the Middle East and even the current events. We do a lot of current events at our club, so many events about current events, Mm -hmm. that pretty much discuss what's going on right now, but also connect it back to what was happening years and years ago or even a couple of years ago. Um, Places that I've been on campus, Mosaic is, I'm so thankful for Mosaic. I have met some of the most genuine people through Mosaic. Um, not because not because they are um, they identify as a minority or they are mi- minority, but because they have they're so welcoming and they have such amazing stories, such amazing cultures, such amazing families and friends. Um, when it comes and when it comes to places that I don't think I fit in, I think it is things like when you sit at chapel and you see some people, kinda that uh, I guess don't feel as welcoming sometimes which is crazy to say because we are at chapel and you would think people are that's when they're most loving and joyous and their hearts are full um things like that like where you try to open conversations with people and it seems kind of a wall put 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 in between you even though you're sitting next to each other things like that are definitely places that i felt okay Maybe I need to tread lightly around people, and not—I don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable with who I am, uh, which is sad to say. Mm-hmm. But that's definitely where I'm at. When it comes to school, I have definitely realized that there are some places where you could be—I could be my extroverted self—and some places where I need to tone it down and just walk walk through the hallway and move on. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Do you feel like that affects just your energy levels at school, like? having to think about the people you're around and how to act around them?
1: Absolutely. I think I de- I never want to change myself. I never want to do that. And if I did feel uncomfortable in any type of situation, I'm going to take myself and remove myself. I'm not going to change myself for anyone, especially not when it comes to my um, origin and my background. Uh, like I said, my family has done so much for me to be here, and I'm not going to completely um, disregard any of that. For someone that is not going to understand how beautiful different cultures mm-hmm. are. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. There might be some people on this campus who are excited and willing to have conversations with you, mm-hmm. and there's other people who maybe Absolutely. aren't so interested, and it's Absolutely. you don't need to yeah. engage with all of them.
1: Yeah, no, mm, diff- yeah. doing like things like new student orientation, there are people that come to your booth willingly, and they would talk to me. and. I remember, like one of the students coming here, and he walked up to my booth, and we had a thought, like we were having a conversation, telling. And then as soon as I said we're the Middle Eastern Association, it was the first two seconds after I introduced myself, I kept getting eye rolls. But he was mm-hmm. still standing there, and I didn't. And I wanted to represent my club in a good way, and I didn't want to just be like, "You don't want to listen, you can just go." But uh, I kept getting eye rolls, and. um that's that's one of the w- weir- w- worst experiences or the weirder experiences I've had on campus because it was very in-your-face, you don't want to listen to me, but still just standing in my face and just being like, okay, well, I'm going to listen to you, but I'm still going to roll my eyes. Um, so, yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah. yeah, wow, I'm sorry. That's really hard.
1: No? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's so interesting, like, I don't know, where my mind just goes and what's so interesting about Point Mama is just, like, I feel like that's just – it's not a reflection of r- real life, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you go you step off campus, and there's so much diversity. San Diego alone, yeah, so much diversity, oh, such boy. big immigrant populations and refugee populations, and it's it's crazy that for this period of time, like you're existing in this microcosm that you know, I don't know. There's so many obstacles and and, and things you have to face uh, yeah. just because our campus does lack some things, and like the diverse student body, and mm-hmm. um, a lot of people, I think, are oh I don't know if I can say this but like I think a lot of people are just like um, oh gosh I don't want to say small minded but like very focused on like California and mm-hmm. surf culture and Southern California and yeah. like you just Absolutely. don't really take an interest or have much of an awareness of things beyond our like little community and, mm-hmm. and then yeah I can only imagine the, the things that you've experienced uh, as a result of that it's been interesting um, okay the question was
0: <laughs> um how your middle eastern identity has affected your experience here right okay yeah i would probably just
2: go off on kind of what i was saying and then be like or continue um that i i think i feel a similar disconnect where it's like there's this whole part of my life that a lot of people just like don't really get um and a lot of my identity um that yeah a lot of people just don't know about or can't really relate to a lot of people do take an interest and in stuff a lot of my friends are like oh i want to come to like one of your persian relatives parties and stuff I'm like you guys have to come sometime um but it does kind of feel like this disconnect where i grew up in a lot of diversity my parents work in the international nonprofit sector so we had tons of people of all different cultures and backgrounds in my house all the time and growing up in that that diverse environment was like so integral I think who I am and it's just really interesting being in an environment now that's very different and kind of there's a big strong subculture and um, it's just so it's so different and I'm I've loved my time at Point Loma but I'm also like really ready to like go and travel as soon as I can because I want to make sure I don't lose that part of Who I am and that that value because it's easy existing in just a smaller subculture and thinking that's all the world is and I want to always be reminded like there's so much out there to see and so much work to be done so um, yeah so it's been interesting and I've loved it but I'm I'm also ready to keep growing.
0: I want to shift gears a little bit away from our campus specifically and talk more about your experiences with your own culture and um maybe you can share a little about what that culture means to you and if there's any special things um or things that it's taught you that have stuck with you
1: Mm -hmm. um my culture i think before doing this i talked to my mom and i was like tell me stories i want to know more stories and I feel like when it comes to our culture, it's something going back to seeking it out. You seek out wanting to keep your culture, wanting to be, to be interconnected with your culture. And I feel like moving across the world, you can easily kind of depart from that and just live the, li- the American lifestyle and kind of just go into that and avoid your culture but hearing my mom talk about how we had to move how we had to leave everything behind like things like our clothes our pictures things like that i realized that i'm connecting with my cultures right now my culture right now because of my family and my culture means so much to me and i didn't realize that until college uh, in high school i was like okay well you know i'm from iraq my parents are from iraq or Middle Eastern that's great that's awesome like you move on and I didn't kind of think about it too much but when it came to call it when I came to college I was like this is I have such a beautiful culture when it comes to um, being able to speak Arabic uh, conversing with people that speak Arabic is a beautiful thing because you, ha- you hear different dialects and you feel so interconnected with someone that speaks the same language that is not the common language here um, and things like um events and parties and music mm-hmm. and food uh and that is, so many of those things are so minimal here at least in this area of San Diego Point Loma uh it's very minimal when it comes to Middle Eastern food Middle Eastern um type of like clothing cl- uh music food all that types types of things are very minimal so i realized that it's something that I have to keep inside of me in order to keep it on for future generations because I don't know how many people are going to keep uh, doing that unless they truly seek out wanting to keep, be connected with their own cultures.
0: Yeah, yeah that's beautiful. Thank you. So true. Uh, there's
2: so much I could say. Um, Obviously, like, the food and stuff is great. Like Absolutely. You said. <laughs> Always. Um, I would say... One thing that I've really learned from my family is just, like, commitment to family, like, period. Like, I think there's a reason I grew up around my Persian family more than anyone else. It's, like, because they commit. Like, every couple months, we're getting together. Everyone's going to be there. Like, as a kid, I, like, did not really like going because I was like, oh, like, it's so different than my normal life. And, and um, just, felt like, the odd one out and all this stuff. But as I got older, I'm like, what a beautiful thing. that these people have known me since the day I was born. Mm-hmm. And, like, and... Yeah, I just love growing out because I know they've been a constant part of my life committed to being there, even if it's only every couple months and we're just having tea and rice and kebab and everything. And, like, sure, they're not coming to all my life events, but they've been, like, a consistent force in my life because they commit to that, and that's something a lot of American families, I think, um, don't have as much. Um, And then also I would just say the values of, like, hard work and and discipline. are families are similar, I think, and I'm a few generations out now of, like... You know leaving a conflict situation and and building a life with basically nothing when you first come and like looking at the life that my families have all, all built is, is just incredible um we're all very successful now and they built it out of nothing and um there's just so much to be learned from that and that commitment uh, yeah really proud of it all
1: that's what i find so admirable about you sage because you're like fourth generation out and you're so connected with your culture and i s- admire that so much oh thanks
2: because I feel like that's
1: my goal (laughs) that's literally my goal of my kids 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 I would want them to feel be like oh I'm still connected I am Iraqi I am from I have that inside of me and I've learned it from my family and Mm -hmm. that's why I love that so much that's really what my goal is in life pretty much Mm -hmm. when it comes to my culture
0: it seems like the value of commitment that you experience with your extended family really did instill in Mm -hmm. you and I think that's what the yep. hot is getting at? Like, yeah, absolutely. you are committed to your culture, and you're committed to connecting with people on this campus. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that and
2: is And really again, beautiful. it's one of those things where it's like it's easy to slide out of it, and easy uh, to just of like course. completely. I could go through my whole life without ever mentioning it. People might think, oh, she looks a little different, but not really. She's got blue eyes. Like, yeah. I, I could just skate through life without thinking about it at all, and it's a choice of whether or not you want to lean in Mm -hmm. or not. And it's something as I've gotten older, I've really chosen to lean in. Mm. Welcome Welcome to to Beyond Beyond Unmuted. Unmuted.
0: This is a new segment of the podcast where Sage and I, the producers alongside Sarah, talk about ways you can engage with the topic of the episode, Beyond the Podcast.
2: So this past weekend, I was at a big family gathering with all of my Iranian relatives, and I was talking to my cousin, Nima, about music. Um, when I realized I never really listened to Persian music outside of our family parties. And music is such a massive part of Middle Eastern culture, and I swear that people with Middle Eastern backgrounds go the absolute hardest when it comes to dancing at (laughs) weddings or parties or any occasion. So I decided that I want to start listening to Persian music more. I asked Nima for some recommendations and he gave me way more than I can remember. But there was this one song in particular that he called a certified banger. So the song is called Boro Boro. It was produced uh, by this guy Arash way back in 2005. So it should be outdated, but I've still listened to it an absurd amount of times in the last few days, and I swear it's so good. What are our thoughts on the song, Michaela?
0: Um, that was actually a certified banger. I <laughs> confirm, very good. Um, I definitely get down on that song. <laughs> Not gonna
2: lie. Who needs English when you have Farsi? Exactly. I mean you don't need to know what they're saying for it to be a banger. Exactly. (laughs) There you go. So they're just a little glimpse into the world of Persian music. uh, And there are plenty of
0: playlists out there on Spotify if you want to hear more. In the meantime, let's get back to the podcast. Fahad. Yes. We're going to talk a little specifically about you. Yes. Sage, I know right. you've attended some MEA meetings. Yes, more, I than, love some. more yeah. than some. More <laughs> than <isn't laughs> some. More than some. She's a regular. She yeah. was there yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to talk a little about specifically the MEA. We know that you're the founder, which. Yes. Yeah, go Fahad. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and that there was no Middle Eastern association here before you got here. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little more about the creation of it, what it took to become a club, and the growth that you've seen since you've been here?
1: Yeah. Uh, w- well, this club, kinda s- I had an idea going into this school freshman year, not to make a club, but some kind of something with the Middle East and my culture. Something with that, I definitely wanted to instill it in the school. I just didn't know what. And the reasons that um, when you apply to the school and you check um, background or ethnicity or whatever, Middle Eastern is not one of them. Oh, you what? had to that pick white.
2: makes me so angry. Yes. The census so, needs to get on that.
1: Yes. So that was the first I was like, um, Hold why up. is it Middle Eastern here? And I don't want to. And then there's no other. Op- there was another an option. So I was like, okay, that's not what I want. And. That's definitely something I want to do within this school. So going into my sophomore year it was a late. I had a late chemistry lab, and sitting in the mosaic lounge, uh, Sam was sitting in the next room, like next uh, set of chairs, and he overheard me being like, "Why isn't there a Middle Eastern club on campus? Come on, let's get on it." And then a week from there, I was talking to Dr. Carr, who pretty much handled uh, chartering the school, chartering the clubs, and then. Throughout the semester, I got help from Sam, Bella, Passi, Dr. Carr, in order to get this club going. It took a lot of paperwork and figuring out who the board is, and I definitely didn't want the rule of "oh, you have to be Middle Eastern" to be on the board because you you don't you never know how many Middle Eastern uh, Middle Eastern students are going to be on campus in future years. So I definitely wanted to make sure that it keeps going and keeps it alive when it comes to things that are current and speaking about those and definitely being influenced by the culture. Um, Yeah, that's how pretty much the club started in the beginning. And then the growth that I saw starting off at the beginning, we had a couple of people join us. Sage was one of the first people members. I was so excited. (laughs)
2: When I got that Instagram follow, I was like, oh my
1: (laughs) (laughs) gosh. Yeah, making everything like the club, the design of the logo. Which is and
2: beautiful, by the way. Thank True. You. Thank you. Thank you. That's
1: all Hannah. She, she made the Hannah Kofala. She's my VP. She's amazing. She made it. And we started off with a couple of people. But what I loved off the bat was the goal I had in mind for this club, which is diversity within the club and having mm-hmm. different types of people join us. We had um, so many people from different backgrounds join. And every single time, uh, we had a like a discussion we are very a discussion based club which i love and every time we had a discussion they said for me i have a different experience but this is how i compare to you and i love that that's that's what i had in mind as to why i wanted to do the club cuz you kind of hear other people's perspectives and other people's stories but also connect it back to the middle east and connect it back to sure that's very small and ver- a group that's very small on campus And I was very thankful for that. But as the years went on, the two years went on, we definitely saw more and more Middle Eastern people get exposed to it um, and things like that, which I'm really, really thankful for. And, yeah.
2: Yeah, you're so right. There is so much diversity within the club. Now that I'm thinking back on it, like the amount of times I've been sitting in in a club meeting and been like, oh whoa! when yes. like when someone says something someone's like oh yeah my dad's from here i'm like whoa i would not have guessed that or like yeah, exactly. oh i grew up here and did this oh, there's so many times that i've been like wow like i would never have imagined it's like i i want to hear your story i've had so many of those like aha moments within the club yeah which just shows the power of like learning other people's stories and creating a space where those stories can be shared because otherwise they don't really get shared um Absolutely. so such a cool space you guys created yeah
0: yeah yeah in creating the, like, intentionally diversity. It's mm-hmm. not just something that you walk in and you're like, oh, that's so crazy that this is this club is so diverse. Like, that was an intentional decision mm-hmm. by you. Yeah, Of
1: course, yeah. That's definitely, that was one of my top goals. Before starting the club, we were like, what do we want to do? Because uh, we kind of had a different focus than other clubs on within Mosaic. We do have a lot of current events that we have to talk about. And I feel I feel like it was a duty to talk about them, mm-hmm. and we ha- we had a different trajectory. We're like, where do we go with this? Do we focus only on the only on the current events? And, but the one of the first things that I thought I was, like, I definitely just don't want it to be about food. And that's the first <laughs> thing I thought I was, like, I don't want it to be just food. Because yeah. I wanted this club to, in, like, encompass so many different aspects of the culture, but also talk about the hard things that are going on. And just make people aware, because you are not going to see in the media. You're not. And if you mm-hmm. do, it's probably going to be 90% false, 10% true. Mm. But yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that that space, like you were talking about, has helped people learn how to be in healthy conversation with Mm -hmm. each other i mean being in such a diverse group and people being willing to be vulnerable about their stories and their opinions and that being received well is a really special thing and i'm sure has taught anyone who's gone and i i bet you too about like what it means to be in conversation with people and really listening
1: yeah yeah Oh, definitely. I think the conversations that we have. Sometimes I'm like, "Wow, I'm so grateful that you're being like you're able to speak in front of us, even though we had like met probably for the second time at a meeting, and seeing each other, not met because we meet once, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but seeing seeing someone for the second time and hearing like being them being so vulnerable, I'm like, I, that, I respect that so much, and it created such a healthy community within our club. Uh, even if we have like five or six people show up, we have such a nice camaraderie between between each one of us. And even if they don't know each other, like the different members, they can still see that we're there for each other. We're thankful for each other. You see them around campus. Hello, how are you? How's yeah. everything? And we, it's it became such a healthy little environment, which I'm very grateful for.
2: Yeah, I'm just so true. I feel like there's so much power, and just, like creating a space where people can walk in and not be the only people, only person who like looks like them or has their story and Mm -hmm. it's so cool that you've created a space where people can connect with people of similar backgrounds whereas otherwise you can feel so alone um and like you're the only one
1: so and i loved how like even the people that are not middle eastern that join join the club feel super comfortable Mm telling their stories and again that was my attention and that's what i really really am thankful for as well
2: and like i feel like again it's so evident that you like created that Space and I'm so glad you started the club. Thank yeah. you and I'm glad it was I Fahad, and if I anyone can too. do it, it'd be you. Like, <laughs> um, even I was texting my roommate to come to the meeting last night, yeah. and she ended up not being able to come. And she was like, I don't think I can come. It's literally in the name, like Middle Eastern Association. I'm like, no, Fahad no. would be so stoked to have you yes. here. Yes, <laughs> she was like, absolutely. oh, really? And I was like, yeah, they would literally love to have you here. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I could say that for every club. So, very yeah. cool.
0: Okay. As we're closing up our conversation, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk a little about moving forward. What does it look like maybe for the MEA moving forward as you're graduating? Mm-hmm. But also, what does it mean moving forward, becoming more of an adult, and incorporating your Middle Eastern identity? Like into our future? And stuff. Yeah.
1: Cool. Um, when it comes to the Middle Eastern Association, I put out board applications and within those board applications i definitely wanted someone i wanted people that definitely saw the club going in uh an uphill slope Mm -hmm. i definitely wanted to be exposed to different types of people and this club means so much to me so finding a board for it it's been a hard time for me because i'm like i it's like it's like a baby i'm like Mm -hmm. this is my baby this is my child like I feel like um, putting in someone else's hand seems like a lot, but I feel like that, where I want to leave this club is that they still have the three goals that I had in mind, which is diversity within the club, um, talking about hard current events, and that's okay. It's going to be difficult sometimes, but I definitely want that to happen always. And third, definitely expose it throughout the whole school and not just within the Mosaic. That's those are my three goals when it comes to the club. When it comes to the future and how i want to instill my culture, just be proud about it. Just, just say I am Middle Eastern, and and obviously my name is Fahad, so you mm-hmm. can probably guess. <laughs> but just remind people like this is this is my culture and instilling that in different little things, and never forgetting that and being connected with, um, but still as I'm seeking out diversity. I'm still reminding myself who I am, and never forgetting who who I am originally before anything. So yeah, but I'm so thankful for this club, and thank you so much for doing this. Yeah.
2: But, yeah. Oh man, if I was a regular fourth year student, I would totally love to be on board. But unfortunately, <laughs> I'm graduating early. Um, man, there's so many ways I want to incorporate everything moving forward. I hope to just keep leaning in. Uh, and it is a life goal of mine to learn Farsi at some point. Mm-hmm. I would love that so much. Would love to have like, a job where that's a part of the, the spiel or like a go to grad school that has Farsi programs because I I think I could learn it like relatively mm-hmm. well just cuz I I I've I heard it so much and like have the the cadence and stuff down. I can fake an accent really well. <laughs> <laughs> but I just need the the vocab that's and grammar. That's step 1. Yeah, step 1. Um and then secondly just honestly really committing my like career Towards the Middle East and whatever that looks like, I'm looking at a lot of routes right now. Maybe going down like the U.S. foreign policy route. Um, Really interested, in maybe working for like Department of State, um, forming foreign policy. Um, Yeah, not exactly sure without a lead. I'm I'm just increasingly interested in like U.S. Iran relations in particular moving forward. So maybe it looks like a career in that, whether that's research or like foreign policy creation, working in a think tank or something. Uh, there's a lot of routes it could go and uh, as I get older too I've really focused my academic research on Iran and it really has my has my heart people there and and the current situations so if my life could do anything to be a part of anything that positively impacts the lives of people in the Middle East particularly women that would just be so exciting so still figuring out all the details it's a little blurry but definitely the trajectory I'm heading in is yeah focusing my full life and and career on that side of the world amazing yeah
0: awesome okay last question if you could boil down all of your experiences everything you've learned Mm -hmm. and what it means for you to be a part of middle eastern culture what would you leave with listeners today is there one message that you feel like is really important for everyone to hear
1: Mm. Oof, that's boil on everything. Uh, I think the message that I want everyone to listen to is be respectful. Mm. Respecting people, I feel like, has been somewhat uncommon within our world, which is which is very unfortunate. But respecting people can lead to so many great things in this world, and having things like diversity being so evident. If you just respect everyone and having respect for every single person you're around can create such a wholesome community and i feel like that's definitely something that i would want to leave the listeners with because if you have respect you can get through so many things in life and not have any regrets Mm
2: -hmm. yeah i think i would just say like be curious and and celebrate differences like Mm -hmm take an interest in people around you who look different than you, talk different than you, act differently than you, because there's something there, there's always a story there, and there's always something to be learned from people who are different than you. Um, And yeah, celebrate those differences and see the value in it rather than just trying to fit one look or one vibe or one lifestyle. Like, How how cool is it to learn people who are different than you? Um, And I hope that's something people can continue to grow in on this campus.
0: Those are both really awesome goals and messages, I think, and overarching just of everything mm-hmm. that we've talked about, yeah. respect and being curious. I think those are at the heart of, yeah, of all yeah. the values that we've yeah. talked about. Yeah. Great. Thank you all so much for being Thank here. You. I've been so excited to talk with you. And it's been so fun to get to know you more, Fahad and Sage, mm-hmm. to learn more about your story and your background. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that you all want to say or promote before we head out? any resources that you feel like are important? Ooh.
1: Ooh. oh, I should have had like a list um I guess just r- please watch out for the Eastern Association. It's a really great club. You can learn so much. you can have so much fun um if you're on un- this podcast if this podcast episode stays a hundred years from now, I really hope the club is still here and they're looking back <laughs> yes. at this episode they're like. Wow, we really, we really did that. We're still here, so I hope, um, I just hope people that are listening just open your mind to things outside of the U.S. Because uh, I feel like you can just uh, look at the one place you're living in and not look outward. But I would definitely encourage that and celebrate yeah. life.
0: Mm. Oh, love it. And know that you're welcomed at yes. MEA meetings. Oh, yes.
1: I, if I didn't make that clear, then you'll <laughs> the whole message. <laughs> you
0: yes. are welcome.
1: Yes, you yeah. are welcome. Oh,
0: man. Um, listen
2: to, like, The Daily and stay up to date. Yes. yes. We love yes, The Daily. I it's agree. a good podcast. Um, and a really great resource, if you're interested in learning more, I would say, is the Middle East Institute. I get their emails every, every week or so. And Ooh. they uh, are great uh, offered lots of info on like politics and current events but they also have a great like arts section where you can just always learn more um and yeah get on that email list if you're interested in learning more and listen to podcasts and watch youtube videos and stuff there's yeah. so much to learn i think it's so exciting i'm also kind of a nerd about it so i get it's not everyone's thing but yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: awesome thank you all so much thank you Woo-hoo. Hey, you. Thanks for sticking around until the end of this episode and for supporting us. Stay tuned for our next episode dropping on March 4th. We'll be talking about therapy as a college student with four guests, something we've never done here on Unmuted. So watch out for that episode. We can't wait to see you there. Until then, be sure to stay safe and take care. This podcast would not be made possible without the Office of Multicultural and International Student Services at Point Loma Nazarene University. It was executively produced by Sarah Gleason. It was written and researched by Sage Tabor. The editing and graphics were created by Michaela Norwood. It was recorded by Point Radio at Point Loma Nazarene University.